0: Hi and welcome to Spill the Tea with LLIB. I'm Cal and I'm Claire and together we founded the incredible platform that is Leading Ladies in Business, a platform that inspires and
1: supports female business women across the globe. In this episode of Spill the Tea with LLIB we have the lovely Alex Smith who's going to talk all things fertility and hormones. So Alex, spill the tea on what the journey as a woman in business so far has been like for you. Okay so it's been a bit of a
2: roller coaster Um, so I worked in a corporate world for about 15 to 20 years and then it was only a few years ago I decided to come away from that and set up my own um, health coaching business which is now specialized more in fertility and hormone health and stepping away from the corporate life to you know, this new entrepreneur business was just a little bit of an eye-opener, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so, you know, I think, first of all, you know, you think things are going to happen overnight, and yeah. you don't. Mm-hmm. You think clients are going to start walking through your door, but then when you do start to, you know, when you get out there on social media, it's a bit like tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear the crickets because, you you know, you're expecting things to happen straight away, and they don't necessarily. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So it takes time. Um. So that's why it's been like so far. Mm-hmm. Um. There's like a really good um poem that I always reflect on. Um. It's called the flying trapeze. Have you ever heard of it? No. No. Okay. So it's by a guy called Danan Parry. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um. And he talks a little bit about swinging from bar to bar when you're on the flying trapeze and. At first, you're on this first bar and you're totally in control. You feel safe and everything's okay. But you know you've got to go to that next bar to take the next step. And it's scary. Yeah. You feel, you know, really anxious about doing it. But then you've got to take that next step because that's where change happens. And you move into that void at first. And I think that's where you see the biggest growth in your business because you take that risk and when you get to that next bar you look back and you're you're
0: happy that you did it yeah Yeah. Um,
2: and I think that's what business has been like so far since it's a really good analogy
0: yeah Yeah. so what made you take the leap from corporate uh, yeah to to entrepreneurial world because loads of people think it's going to be a dead glamorous life don't oh, they? you yeah. know you can choose your own yeah. hours you can work whenever you want however you want you know and and then you sort of start it and you think oh god like yeah th- this is different
2: <laughs> so um it was just before covid yeah so I think a lot of people did mm-hmm. exactly the same they reflected a little bit during that time and realized is this something I want to do forever mm-hmm. um So, you know, my husband was really, really supportive of me. So I'm so grateful for that. And I decided to then, um, actually at the time, I was working with my own health coach as well. And, you know, we looked at all the different areas of health and, you know, career being one of them because that plays a big influence in your life. And we looked and... Yeah, it was a bit like, okay, these are the types of things I want to go down. Mm -hmm. I want to go more down this route. You know, I really love things like nutrition, Mm -hmm. you know, health in general. Um, So then I decided to go ahead, go and do a health coaching course for a year. Then I specialised in hormone health for an extra six months. And at the time, you know, building up the... Mm -hmm. um, visibility on social media. So that was really what it was. She she helped me along the way. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, I definitely need that accountability to push myself through. Um so yeah, Yeah. so that's
0: what it was. And hormone health such an emerging like area, isn't it? You know, as as women, you know, it's something that we're really kept in the dark about for, you know, for most of our life, isn't it? And it's only sort of now coming up to well, I am coming up to 40, and um, that you start looking into things a little bit a little bit more and you think, mm-hmm. oh, if someone had just told us that, you know, mm-hmm. at, yeah. the, at the beginning, you know, I'd have, I'd have been a bit kinder to myself maybe or, you know, I'd have, I'd have realised why I felt like that, you know, continually every single month or yeah. why sometimes yeah. we want to jack it all in, don't we? Like, 100%. we're done. And I go, yeah. you know, stop a second. I think it's just the phase of the month that we're in, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. but, It's not taught, is it? It's not information that's widely available. No, and it's so
2: fascinating when you do get to know that you are affected by the different phases of your cycle because, you know, especially when you're working corporate, um, you plough through every week of every month, you know, every week of your cycle, and you are trying to be in that masculine energy all the time and trying to compete against men. And, you know, when we... When we, and we don't work like that no. you know the week before our you know actual um period you know we are somebody who tends to like to be you know a little bit more isolated you tend to be let's say isolated but you tend to be more inward. yeah so you know and you can be a little bit you know more towards doing more administrative tasks that type of thing and you can come across you can have a lot of self-doubt about yourself Mm -hmm. and it's reminding yourself that this is the phase of your cycle that you're in yeah you know when I when I'm putting myself out there on social media you know at that point in my cycle I have to remember you know that to to not really self-sabotage yeah (laughs) yeah and like you know think that you know you're not you're not doing as well because of where you are in that that time of the month. But then when you're in your, you know, the early phase of your cycle, you're out there, you're confident, you know, you're showing up and, you know, everything's a breeze. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's it's unreal, isn't it? And it's just, I've started listening to a couple of little podcasts. There's one called 28 Days-ish. Okay, That's really good. And it talks a lot about athletes as well and how they hit their personal bests, like at different times of, of the month and it's working with your cycle rather than against it. And I think as women, we're so, um, like it's it's wrong to be hormonal mm-hmm. isn't it when mm-hmm. actually we're hormonal yeah. creatures but that's again a label that's put on us yeah. um by society as being um irrational and angry and oh you're hormonal like it's a bad thing when actually we're driven by hormones yeah. and we can't I help do, it yeah and we and can't I, you I,
1: know
0: agree yeah we can't yeah. deny them it's yeah, yeah we yeah. are hormonal yeah. <laughs> but like it's always a negative isn't it you yeah. know and you don't want to be hormonal even though you are hormonal i feel yeah. I, I
1: feel exactly. Like, i feel like especially periods I feel like they are negative I feel like society is just cast that you know oh you can't do this and you can't do this and you know you're gonna feel like this like the negative part not the actual well actually the week before you're gonna feel you know x y and Z, or the week after and I feel like actually this is how we make our babies like this is you know this is magical these are something that should be and I know you know going back here it era era you know a long time ago women were seen as that goddess for fertility and yeah, yeah. you know things like that and nowadays it's like oh god she's on her period you know <laughs> stay away from yeah. it and especially when people say you know if you've got more than one girl in the family say like it was only alan with the three of us girls it'd be like oh good luck there mm. yeah, good yeah. Luck there. like <laughs> yeah. why would you even say that like this is like something like my period create well didn't create my husband, but his mum's did, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you know, that that that's the cycle did. So yeah. that's you know, it should be seen as something positive. Yeah. There should definitely be more education yeah. about
2: it. Yeah, you know, especially with younger girls growing up. Um, you know, I've got a daughter myself who's ten and as she's coming up to that age, you know, I'm thankful that I have got that knowledge to be yeah. able to support her in it and um but there could be so much more done out there for yeah, yeah, generation,
0: definitely
2: it's it's slowly creeping through I think through yeah. social media and mm-hmm. all them and pla- um, other platforms mm-hmm. um but so yeah there's a bit more I think that needs so what would that lots support? of work
1: what, what would that support to your 10 year old daughter what does that sound like then what um is there any advice that you can give to other mothers or parents carers out there who are going through similar like just one thing you could say to change or
2: yeah so I think during that period
1: when they are teenagers
2: you know it's all new to them you know the hormones are fluctuating so so much during that time they've not really got into that proper cycle of you know oestrogen rising in one part of the cycle progesterone at another you know it is so up and down and it's just letting them be mindful that this is something that they will go through it's a phase and that you know it will it will pass and then things will start to even out and start to mm-hmm. get to normal and then i think you know noticing like i think i think back to like when i used to do exams at school mm-hmm. and i think you know if i had not known back then what phase of my cycle i was at it would have helped me because you know maybe you know i wouldn't have doubted myself that much or maybe you know cuz sometimes cuz we can tend to it affects the parts of your mm-hmm. brain certain types or memory of memory memory all yeah. that type of thing your concentration span and again you know if you're studying and mm-hmm. you're doing your exams you know
0: mm-hmm. it's yeah. going to impact that isn't it so yeah and I think there's peak and, and optimum times to be doing different different things isn't there and and working with your body rather than Against it and keeping that masculine energy where we can do all that stuff all the time, you know, and power through almost yeah. instead of working with our bodies. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: definitely. I love that. Mm. Okay, so what what do you feel like has been the hardest challenge for you since becoming self-employed?
2: Um, the hardest challenge for me is, one, overcoming the self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that ever goes away, but you do still yeah. have to remind yourself. Um You know, the what I mentioned before in terms of things happening overnight, Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily happen overnight. And really just like putting yourself out there and visibility and not worrying too much about what other people are going to think about you. Because I think, you know, A lot of women out there do have that, you know, oh, I can't put myself out there on social media, you know, um, what will people think of me, that type of thing. But at the end of the day, there's one thing I always say to myself is, well, if if I'm not going to do it, no one else is going to do it for me. So I've just got to do it. If I want this to work and I've got a massive passion for it, then I've got to put myself out there. And I think that's been... Just just reminding yourself of that type of thing.
0: And in your line of work as a fertility coach, there'll be people that really, really need, need. to hear that message as well, won't there? And mm-hmm. you know, people who haven't haven't been able to get support from traditional lines, maybe. So what does what does a fertility coach do? Like what what's that what does this. that entail?
2: Okay. So I always say to clients is that I tend to be what the bridge mm. so you'll walk out your doctors and you might have had a diagnosis of let's say PCOS and you're trying to conceive but you've come out and you're still none of the wiser of really what you've got to do to support yourself you know you might even be told straight away that you've got to go for IVF which is not necessarily always the case and um, you know. But you might be told also, you know, you might need to change your diet. You might need to do a couple of, you know, you need to exercise. Mm -hmm. You need to change your lifestyle. So how do you get from A to B? And you're like, okay, so I know I need to do all this, but what are the steps I need to take? So I think that's where a fertility coach comes into it, is they're there to support you through that, through them steps to get you to where you need to be. So, you know, it's holding them accountable so, you know, you can quite easily fall off the wagon. You know, tomorrow out you'll say, oh, I'm going to start eating healthy or I'm going to lose weight. Um, but having somebody there to support you every week yeah. is what's really needed. Um, but we'll cover all things to do with what you put on your plate and your lifestyle, your stress, your sleep, your movement, mm. you know, even things that you're exposed to within your environment can have a massive inf- influence mm. on your fertility. Yeah. Um. Looking at things like autoimmunity, inflammation, all them areas, because, like I say, when you come out to the doctors, and you still have you're still none of the wiser mm. what you need to do, you feel out of control. Yeah. Mm. And with what we, with what I do with women, it's letting them take a little bit more control back.
0: Yeah. yeah. Before Empowering they then have to them. go to the
2: fertility clinic to go for IVF. They can do things Mm -hmm. in that space to be able to help themselves. So, and it's, it's just really, really rewarding to do and help people. Yeah. So, and they, and, you know, we have had some, well, I have had some success. I have, I've had quite a few successful um, outcomes on that. So is your tagline like, I get people pregnant? (laughs) Should (laughs) be. Should be. Great tagline. Yeah in ways yeah so there's only so much I can do obviously of course, obviously. Yeah. Of
1: course. <laughs> um, don't worry we will put a disclaimer at the bottom of the, the YouTube um, cha- channel <laughs> and you know it
2: is also down to the individual as well to put in place the yeah. things that I am suggesting to yeah. them and um, you know we will do a lot of digging a lot yeah. of investigation work to try and understand mm-hmm. what the root cause of yeah. what's going on with their fertility you know we I've had people who've come to me who've got completely unexplained infertility mm-hmm. they've been trying for so many years just nothing's worked out the doctors can't under, can't mm-hmm. understand why um but it is really getting to the root cause and then the magic happens yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what like small steps what small tweaks can can people do in general to improve their fertility health Okay. So
2: a couple of things that I always come across, first of all, when I
0: meet women, um,
2: is number one, um, they can be under eating. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. They're not having enough calories throughout the day or not eating the right types of foods. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, they're always so scared of eating carbohydrates or fat now there's um now what I say about fats is it's not all fats we still need to consume healthy fats because our hormones are made of protein and fats and so we need them to be able to create hormones carbohydrates are the things that fuel the engines to make your hormones so that's one thing I say okay we need to swap from your zero percent fat to your full fat so like milk you um, bet that's sugar. so hard
0: for some it people is, we're is. so conditioned aren't we to choose mm. the low fat option and the the sugar free and the yep. like oh god that must All be really tricky
2: it is um and you know it can be quite daunting to that to the individual um so yeah so it's about making sure they're eating and not over exercising as well you know um a lot of people do high intensity type exercising and that again, can have an impact yeah. on fertility um, and stress management. Stress yeah. management is mm-hmm. sometimes you think that you're not stressed because you've not you've not got a massive stress going on. But little tiny stresses, micro doses yeah. of stress, that build up throughout the day and your body's constantly running on cortisol, it doesn't your body just doesn't feel safe to hold a pregnancy. Yeah. So it's making sure that if you have got a stressful lifestyle you're putting things in place to mitigate it, mm-hmm. whether that be mindfulness, meditation, just time out for yourself, they're the like the main things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cortisol's a,
0: a right one, isn't it? It is. Just so much. A right one. It is, it is. a right one. A right I didn't one. want to say,
1: you know, anything <laughs> sweary, but it is a, just the same a right for one. that cortisol. <laughs> so <laughs> who's who's made the the biggest influence
2: to you? Okay. So I don't think I can pick one particular person because I think I've had so many different influencers mm-hmm. from so many different yeah. people over the years. So my parents, my auntie, she's got an MBA, you wow. know. Um I've got my is? sister, so it was for the com- services to the community. Oh. So she works in social housing, or well, she did, she's, um, she's retired now. But um, yeah, so that's what she did. You know, my sister, she owns her own law firm. So there's so wow. many different people. Yeah. There's books, and you know, yesterday I was only listening to um, Rochelle Humes on yeah. Steve, oh, she is incredible. you know, on the Stephen Steve Pop. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the things in, in that, that she, you know, about business and wondering her own mm. business was influential. Yeah. But I suppose one thing that always sticks with me is when my dad was passing away a few years back, you know, the day of him passing away, and it might sound a little bit more, but he said, you know, something that's always stuck with me was change, change happens. It's inevitable. Mm. So, you know, throughout your entire life, throughout business, mm. you have to, you know, go through so many change and when we were clearing out his apartment um there was there was a little thing I found which is what I've brought over with me. And I keep it with me all the time in my yeah. purse and I always go back to it. So do you want to go read a reader? No. Not at all. Okay. So it's about risk. Yeah. And it says to laugh is to risk appearing a fool. To weep is to risk appearing sentimental. To reach out for another is to risk involvement and to feel is to risk exposing your true self. To offer your ideas, your hopes, your dreams is to risk ridicule and to love is to risk rejection and heartache. To live is to risk dying, to hope is to risk despair and to try is to risk failure. But the risk must be taken. For the greatest hazard in life is to opt for safety and risk nothing at all. The person who risks nothing does nothing, has nothing and in the end is nothing. They may avoid suffering and sorrow for a while, but they can never learn to feel or to grow, to change, or to love, or to live. They are shackled by their own fears and are slaves who have lost their freedom. Only those who risk are truly free.
1: Wow.
2: So I've got that with oh me. My goodness and me. So that's that's like my um Your go-to. my, my go to for inspiration and influence, Amazing. I suppose, from
1: yeah, from a dad. even just those words like about change we fear change yeah so much you know things are out of our control and you know i get that 100 percent. so those words they were just yeah they were incredible thank you so much for sharing that with us as well Mm, that was really personal that's amazing and your dad amazing (laughs) absolutely (laughs) amazing So what goals are you pursuing right now in business or in personal that you can share with us?
2: Um, Okay, so goals is really to continue to grow my fertility Mm -hmm. business, help more and more women to Mm -hmm. conceive. Um, At the moment, people can work with me on a one-to-one basis. um, But in the next few months, I'm looking to expand that a little bit more so that people can do things, you know, at their own pace. Um, and have some like group programs mm. as well. So I wanted to try and introduce a few more different, you know, levels of pricing Amazing. for people. Um, maybe in the new year, maybe set up a podcast yes. um, with somebody who I work with at the minute.
1: We know um, a great studio. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and then in my personal life um, it's really just to try and maintain a healthy, happy home, especially um, so... Working, you know, you you tend to, it's, I struggle sometimes to switch off. Yeah. Um I think that's just business and yeah. your life in general. It is, yeah. And, you know, so just making sure that there's time spent with the children, yeah. the husband. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a fine balance, isn't there? So, yeah. Yeah. So
1: that's it. But also yeah. a time spent on you mm-hmm. as well. I yeah. think we're quick to see what we're not giving to everybody else and we don't see what we... We don't give it to ourselves, you know. Yeah. You've got to have yourself as a priority as well, mm. and recognise what you're not doing for yourself. Yeah, and I love that. Mm. Yeah, I love that goal. Yeah, I think that's one of my goals as well,
0: oh, especially after <laughs> Still, going to the summer holidays. summer holidays. Yeah, they've
1: had enough of uh, me yeah. now. Like they've they've had everything now. September's like, who's where's your mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello. <had? laughs>
0: yeah. So them. one more week to go. You mentioned <laughs> risk before yeah. in your in your poem, and um, one thing that I will never risk. Is a badly made cup of tea. I <laughs> know okay. uh, really it's a, it's a real like risk. I you like me? I really like I was that, thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> the risk of that tea bag ever touching the milk for me is is a, it's a real fear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I won't, won't let that sway you at all. Yeah. Um, Claire doesn't like it when we go on too much beforehand. Yeah. Or she she just wants it like yeah straight, straight to the, the point, point. Which is your yeah. all over, isn't it? Um, I like the fluff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so if you were going to make the perfect cup of tea, what would that look like for you? Is this just a normal cup of tea? Yeah, just a normal cup of tea, yeah.
2: Okay, so cup of tea. So obviously, cup out, kettle boiled, put the tea bag in. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs)
0: Gonna pour the water. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And then stir it around, make sure it's the right colour. And then I'm gonna pop the milk in and
0: then add anything extra into it. And is the tea bag still in? Like if you take. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Oh,
0: that's <laughs> is that
2: not right I thought I was going towards yours no. at first no that's me is it you <laughs> well okay. yeah because it's <laughs> the strength when you, you you know when you've got the milk this in it's for you to be able to see
0: the strength of the
2: <laughs> yes, tea while the milk's
1: in yes you do absolutely
0: I do. but like have you ever read the packets on the back is no <laughs> on the packet on the back, back
1: on the back, like, on the back this of is which tea brand though all
0: tea brands I challenge you to find one we're There's jealous. the gauntlet sound. I challenge you to find one that says you put your milk in while the tea okay. bag's still in there. It doesn't us. exist. <laughs> challenge <laughs> accepted. nowhere us. out there. Okay. And we said before in the previous podcast that I am like the rule follower. Yeah. They're like, is. stick to the rules yeah. and do what we're okay. told. Well, maybe the instructions it. say make it that way. And so like, nowhere yeah. does it say that tea bag's in there yeah. floating around <laughs> with your
2: milk. Well, my stepson <laughs> takes it that step further and puts the milk in first before the water. Oh, i know. with the tea bag. Who did you learn from? I think it might have been as Nana. Nana, really? I think it was. I don't it's know. it's like, just so many people out there <laughs> all
0: doing it so differently. Yeah. Not reading the instructions on the back of the tea bag. That's bags it. Before. That's it. For the generation, the tea, the,
1: the, the, the tea Me, bag. Me, since we it's started this podcast, since and there were so many it's people so making funny. it the wrong it's way. so funny the amount of things that we are tagged in for leading ladies around how to make a cup of tea people are randomly going about in the day and they'll see something or they'll see something on yeah. tiktok and they will tag us into it like just to get us going again <laughs> like as if this isn't enough like outside of this podcast which still continues And um, but i'm so glad that you team claire so glad congratulations <laughs> yeah, yeah <Definitely> amazing, amazing. <laughs> but thank you so much that was really okay. really what a great show like an episode that was yeah. incredible great guests and yeah. um, thank you so much yeah. thank you.